Hello and welcome to the Mike O'Brien Show. I am Mike O'Brien in Boston, Massachusetts. Of course, the lovely Jeff Taylor down in Celebration, Florida. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. We've uh... you look you look great uh, on the on the. Uh... Uh, on the the Google Meets that we use here, yeah, look fantastic. I was gonna say your hair looks really good. I got I just got a haircut. I'm nice, very buddy. excited. Nice. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in two weeks. Jeff, we had to take two weeks off because Jeff was working the World Series. We tried to make it work, but Jeff had to keep working. I yeah, was basically doing stuff. Basically, I carried around a bunch of gear from Houston to Philadelphia to Houston to Philadelphia to Nashville back to Orlando that I could have just left at home because Michael can't make his schedule work for any oh wait it was me i was the problem my bad moving on but also also uh, i probably could have done it but i just didn't i also didn't like pursue it as much i'm sure if i pursued it more we probably could have worked out a time to do it but then i was just like i gotta poop and i'm just not gonna do it so and you're busy i mean you're what were you you're plugging things in and making sure people could listen to it and Portugal and stuff, I'm sure. What, we, what were we you had, doing for the World Series? We've had this conversation before, but you the, just finished it. The, what, what did international, you do the, the international broadcast. So it was ESPN International, Fox Latin America, RDS, which I've learned as a Canadian, a French-speaking Canadian television network. Who Jake, were the commentators for the French, um, French World Series? Buddy, I don't know what their names are. There were two guys. So there was, but there wasn't some like old baseball player that spoke French that was like the he wasn't there's no famous people that spoke French or he might have he might have been I dealt more with their producer JF than I did the talent although I had a very nice conversation with the play-by-play guy in the airport because uh he said uh JF tells me you like a hockey and so we talked about hockey for a little bit. By that, but that was a terrible French Canadian accent. That was no. You know how you say um, no in in Canadian, in French Canadian. Do you know how you say no? And in regular French French. Do you yeah, know you, you say, say no? no. No, no, no. You go no, and oh. you gotta use your hand and you and you kind of point and you let go. I I don't think that's true. No. Yeah, that's how you say no in French. I think that's if facts. someone. That's how they say it to you because you're always saying something idiotic and they're like no. But when they say no, it to me, they're I do like, not say that. They say, no, oh, no, they just say no. Uh, it was wonderful, um, though. And we're going to see we're going to pick up some traction in Canada on the Mike O'Brien show because uh, my boy, my Canadian boys all uh, were listening to the show. They were all catching up on all the episodes while we were out on the World Series. My buddy Shocker was very impressed, which is a difficult thing to do to impress Shocker. I actually he's he's corrected me to correct to to impress Maddox. That's his nickname that he prefers. Let me were, ask you a question these about the same that. guys we drank with at the Coogans. Yes. Nice. I it like was. Uh, I, I believe all of them were were present at Coogans. The uh, the funny thing. I, let me ask you this question, though, while we're talking about uh, Matthew. He, we all call him Shocker because his last name is Shock, but he doesn't like that because he says that only television people call him Shocker. But he says that that uh, when he was young, people called him Maddox. So he would prefer if we were going to use a nickname, we call him Maddox. Uh, but you don't get to make Shocker that decision, also has right? A sec- What's that? You don't you don't get to make that decision, right? Like as the person no, 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 no. that's nicknamed. No, if someone says "Don't call me that nickname," that's automatically now your nickname too. I yeah, I feel the same way. And and uh, Shocker has a sexual innuendo too. It does, but I never think think of it that way. 
Yeah, it's funny. They, everybody's got nicknames. Uh, SMJ stands for Sean Matthew Jones, and the reason why we call him SMJ is because he doesn't like to be called Sean. So you can't mess up SMJ, but you have to call him Sean Matthew if you're going to Do you know what him. I hate so much on on talk shows in ESPN is the biggest culprit of this. Mike and Mike in the morning did it all the time. When instead of saying the people's names, they just say their initials. So they, with you, instead of saying, hey, Jeff, it'd be like, hey, JT, what's oh, up? Would, and, oh, like. my God. That drives me off the wall. Yeah. Off the wall. Say the person. SVP. SVP. Hey, v- SVP. What's up, SVP? It's like, uh, his name's Scott. Hi, I, they, Scott. They should be How like, you, Scott? for Stephen A. Smith, they should be like, hey, S.A. <laughs> uh, yeah, they could do that. All right. Well, anyway, no I dropped I dropped two of the the names of my boys in Canada, so I got to say hey to Mike Hart too, my Tennessee Titans fan, Canadian friend. I don't know how so, they pick up NFL franchises in in Canada, but he's a Tennessee Titans fan. Is he really? That's yeah, weird. It's an interesting. Well, maybe one, he like the Houston Oilers back in the day. Maybe he was a Warren Moon fan. And I don't. I don't. I don't Tennessee. think that's the case because he's younger. So I don't think that he went Oilers to Tennessee. I think he literally is a Tennessee Titans fan. But it, Warren Moon was a Canadian football superstar, so he probably, before he was in the NFL, so probably that's Maybe 100%. it's passed down from his dad to him, and his dad did root for Houston because of Warren Moon. Maybe. All right. Or I loved Warren Moon. That's how old I am. I loved Warren Moon. I love those Oilers teams. So anyway. So you were in, you're in Houston, then Philly, then back to Houston, then Nashville. What was, we'll get to why you're in Nashville in a second, but for the World Series, did you get to go in the stadium during yeah. the games? Once the game started, were you watching the games and everything? More in Philly, around? more in Philly because Houston, we were, the truck compound was a little bit disconnected. So could have gone up during the games, but uh, chose to kind of stay back in the comments. I got to be honest with you, Mike. The fact that we have like multiple camera feeds and you can watch it pretty comfortably in the truck. There's really no reason to go in except for to experience the raucousness. So went in and experienced a little bit of raucousness in Houston. They are spoiled now. They're not as crazy as they should be for a team that's in the World Series. But in Philadelphia, the truck compounds right out there in uh, right field. So all we had to do is get up, walk out the stairs of the truck, and then you were, bam, right in right field. There's some videos, too. They have a uh, T-ball park that's exactly like Citizens Bank that the kids oh, really? can play play t-ball with do like home run derby t-ball and uh i one of the days we were there we didn't have much to do for about 45 minutes so i went over and i said hey are we too old to do this and the guy was like nah go ahead so we all we all took turns batting we all hit one out of uh citizens bank t-ball park it was fun but anyway you, oh I you did, only hit one you're bragging out of hitting one out bro, of citizens bank t-ball park i i took i took my 10 swings on the 10th swing i hit it out and i did an awesome bat flip and then I went to pitching, and I'll tell you what, man, I my ERA was pretty good as a pitcher. They swapped me out because everybody was like, "We want to hit a home run too, dude. Stop throwing us curveballs." Yeah, why would you? Come on, it's it's home run derby. Well, the first guy that complained about it, I plunked him. Yeah, <laughs> you should pitch. do that um, automatically. Yeah, I went up and uh, show it. your dominance. I agree. <laughs> um, so any cool Philly story? Your the last time you traveled was for the finals. You had your rental car broken into and everything stolen. Did any? I feel like that would have happened in Houston and in Philly. Actually. No, actually, you know, what's funny is so I do have a funny Houston story. I uh, I suck on nicotine pouches uh, to curb my smoking. I haven't smoked in five years, so I went to nicotine gum, which was giving me TMJ. Now I do these nicotine pouches. TMJ. What is what is this with the I, what is the TMJ? 
TMJ is where your jaw uh, muscles get all funky. I can't get. I can't tell you what TMJ stands for. I can't tell you exactly what happens. But eventually, if your TMJ goes really bad, you get lockjaw. And oh, I was. Oh, that's when you get by a squirrel. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, actually, you can. Rabies also causes lockjaw. It's very smart of you, Mike. I'm very proud of you. I knew that when I was a little child. So oh, anyway, oh, little Michael Bryan. I uh, decided I had to walk to a gas station from uh, Minute Maid Park, and I google mapped the closest gas station and uh i'm walking down the street and all of a sudden i i realized that things aren't good a guy walked up to me he's like hey man you want to buy a watch and i was like <laughs> did you buy it you should have i said i said why and he goes because if you had a watch you'd know it was nighttime and nighttime ain't no time to be in this here neighborhood <laughs> thanks cheech and <laughs> chong thanks cheech and chong no that's a cheech and chong bit but anyway oh, i noticed i noticed great. that things I were going i walked right into that things were going downhill pretty quickly so i decided uh i'm gonna turn around and go to the other gas station that's 0.6 more miles away but i think i'm 0.1095% more likely to survive the trip. So uh, right by Minute Maid Park is not a great uh, part of town. But Philadelphia, actually, I think that that part of, first of all, the all three stadiums are all together in Philadelphia. Right there, yeah, veteran, uh, not veterans. The football stadium, the basketball arena, and the baseball stadium are all right in this big kind of outside of the city, the south part of Philadelphia. It's and, still the city, though. It's right next to the airport, right? Uh, it is not still the city. Um, there aren't any like uh, high rises or anything. Is that what you mean? No, but it's still considered Philadelphia. Oh, it's in South Philly. Yes, it's yeah, still yeah, considered yeah. Philadelphia. But uh, the way that I went, and I believe, uh, I believe it's that that it's pretty safe around that those ballparks. But uh, I had to do the same thing. I ran out of nicotine pouches, and I had to walk to a gas station. It's funny in Philly. I walked uh, to the first gas station; they didn't have them, so I walked another mile to another gas station, and then I Ubered back. I was like, I walked two and a half miles here. I'm not walking two and a half miles back, but I walked through South Philly, which is actually really, really I think you'd like it. It's like the North End, except for the fact that there's more space for driving around. I I walked around there a long time ago. I went to a, a Flyers game there right the year before COVID for my birthday, and we just went around there we're really drunk and just hopped on the subway afterwards but i drove around there and that's where like gino subs and everything is right i don't Isn't know that, i didn't i um, didn't go to gino subs uh i, I ate tony luke's at the stadium i considered myself cheese staked up we didn't have a lot of time the the baseball schedule is so frenetic that we Whoa, look at you their fancy words we were we flew in it was time to go to the ballpark and set up Game happened, game happened, game happened, and uh, there was not a lot of time to get around in the city. So I'm hoping the NBA franchise there can uh, make a run and make it to the finals because I feel like I'll get a lot more out of uh, Philadelphia than I was able to. What about the rainout? Wasn't the rainout in Philadelphia? The rainout happened on uh, Halloween night, and we worked an entire day up until I think they called it at around 8 o'clock when they finally said we're not playing this game, and they didn't announce it until after that. So uh, we were there the whole day. We got well, I feel like we got back to our hotel around nine o'clock at night and uh, there wasn't much to do. So basically just went back to the hotel, went and got something to eat. We went to a bar called Sonny's, which is a pretty cool bar in Philly that we weren't aware of how uh, famous it was because on game nights, the news crews were all 
at Sonny's, the bar, which is funny. I'm from Florida. And if you're from Florida, you know Sonny's as, it's going to make you feel good. How good ah, yeah. So Sonny's is Sonny's. great. There's do, one on every do, corner. Do. Yeah, it's our uh, like McDonald's of barbecue restaurants. But, hey, do you know what the most interesting thing about the city of Philadelphia is, Michael? Um that I uh, I got off the subway at City Hall and a brawl erupted between 20 teenagers the last time I was there, and that was really interesting. That could have been interesting for that one specific time, but there's something far more interesting that happens there regularly that really blew my mind. That people wait in line of 120 people get their picture taken with the Rocky statue? Also, probably something that's... uh, interesting but i don't feel like that's the most interesting thing about philadelphia michael the most interest i don't know why i keep calling you michael the most interesting thing about philadelphia is that they park in the median throughout the city cars park like oh yeah i remember seeing that median it's ridiculous i don't know how this started yeah, I do kind of remember that. The that, people that park their car weird. and then they walk like through traffic to get to the, it's like dangerous. It's absurd. There are so many reasons why it shouldn't happen, but we were discussing uh why, how it so Harold Reynolds was on my shuttle back to my hotel in Philadelphia every game and uh he's oh, a funny guy. Mr. Name Drop. He's a funny guy. I, I, I was actually kind of uh, surprised that he was riding our shuttle back with us because it was, uh, you know, the the international crew and then maybe a couple of other like truck guys. And then Harold Reynolds and his reps were with us on the shuttle. But I'm glad because he's very funny. But we were discussing that we were trying to figure out, like, how did that start? Did one guy just say, hey, there's nowhere to park. I'm just <laughs> going to park in the middle here. of the road. And they ticketed him a couple times. And then they realized, hey, it's not, we're not getting through to him. We're just going to let him park there. And then someone else was like, I don't have anywhere to park. So they parked there too. And all of a sudden, it's just a thing in Philadelphia. Have you seen that anywhere else in the world? I have not, I, but I do recall it. And there wasn't like, there weren't set up spots. They just did it. It wasn't like there were white no, lines. No, it's the like yellow. Between, it's it's yeah. the yellow lines that say do not go here yeah don't and that's pass. where they're all parked and if there's a, like a grass median in the middle that's a car wide they park on that too it's insane that's that well i mean that's in but i mean but every city's like this but boston especially in the back bay as i say on my duck tours if you just leave your hazards on your car you can leave your car wherever you want people just double park my my least favorite parking thing this isn't that, double parked mike this is parked no, in I the know. middle of the it's ridiculous road. yes this is ridiculous it is ridiculous. I agree. And how the origins of this and how it started, you should have, did you use the Google machine and, and, and ask? I didn't Google, Google it. It's interesting you say that because it was such an interesting discussion. I felt like we it would just be ruined by homework. Googling it. That is true. Yeah. But the thing that always amazes me with people who double park uh, in the back bay of Boston is whenever there's like a handicap spot or a, a uh, fire hydrant spot, they won't parallel park into the spot. They'll just double park outside of it. So you're still blocking the handicap spot. You're still blocking the fire hydrant. And now you're also blocking traffic. So when they get the ticket, they have to get the blocking the fire hydrant and double parking, right? I mean, you you have to. You would think that's the ticket. That ticket's got to be like 300 Hey, hold on a second, buddy. I was just interrupted, everybody. So there will be like something funky happen there. We were in the middle of a conversation. And there was a gentleman at my door, and I had to get up and answer it because my wife is uh, not Jeff able to. Jeff being in Florida drew his firearm and then went to go answer the door. <laughs> Who's there? 
But uh, flowers, it's flowers, it's just flowers. Yeah, it's flowers that were delivered to my poor wife who had to have neck surgery uh, from an injury that happened in a car accident a few years ago. She finally got it done. So she is on uh, couch rest, I'm going to call it. She's not uh, in the bed. She's on the couch because we have reclining seats on our couch. So yes. it's comfortable for her to sit there. And uh, so I had to get it. I had to bring them in. I said, hey, babe, now not only uh, will your neck hurt, but your allergies will probably flare up from this bundle of flowers that have been delivered. Did you get her the flowers? Oh, no, it wasn't from me. And so then did you say, did you take the card, rip it up and say, hey, honey, I just got you flowers? No, my wife doesn't like flowers, she says. I feel like this could be a trap, though, because I think all women say, oh, I don't want flowers. But then if you get them, they're like, oh, I love the flowers. She Whenever gets so many key, flowers. The key to flowers in my relationship um, is, well, it used to be because I don't drive anymore. I used to get what I call the homeless guy flowers, the guys sell uh, roses at the stop at, at red lights for like 10 bucks. You can get like a dozen roses for like 10 bucks and you get them. And then the, my, my lady friend would be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you got me these flowers. And then I'd be like, Oh, they're just from a homeless guy on the side of the road who I don't know how he gets them and why they're $10. But now whenever I go into uh, the golden goose or star market, whenever they have uh, um I don't even know what they are. I think lilies. I don't know what they are. And um, they're like 10 bucks, and I get those. But I never spend more than $10 on flowers because I think it's ridiculous. I just got fa- back from Philly, so I'll say they're probably water lilies from the Schuylkill. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, whoa, look at you. You're you don't, just like, you're, you you're going to be in your car in the middle of the road before you know it. You don't even have to get on your phone to call them. They bring them right to your home, those flowers from the Schuylkill. Is that I Philly accent is like awesome, but it's you don't really notice it as much. Well, as, it, when they say home or phone or Schuylkill, it's easy to realize it because they say home and phone. what is Schuylkill? It's a it's the river. The, the, there's two rivers in Philly, uh, oh. the Delaware and the river. Uh, it's funny, the Delaware River. Uh, so one day they were serving crab rolls, which I don't think is a Philadelphia thing. And uh, the woman that from the restaurant, I, I said, where do you get these out of the Delaware? And she was like, no, I don't get them out of the Delaware. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I thought that would be funny. Like, it's like if you pull them out of the Hudson or what's the river? The Charles. Charles Can you imagine serving river. Charles River crabs? Well, they get just um, as offended. People, people would not eat them. No, yeah. neither, neither would they eat stuff out of the, the Delaware. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, it's just as that's... gross. Well, is your wife having to wear a neck brace now? No, she's not wearing a neck brace, but she looks like she got her hair cut at Fleet Street. Oh, really? Yeah, they went in from the front, so they literally, it looks like some Jason Voorhees like came up behind her and right across her neck. Oh, wowzers. And they, went in, they went in there and they, uh, you know, they drilled her up, they added a couple of pieces of metal, they put in some screws, and uh, supposedly her neck won't hurt anymore. Well, that's good. I hope so. So now you have to what? Now you have to watch your child all the time now. No, actually, we dropped our child off at uh, our good friend's home, who have a daughter not much older, and uh, they've been keeping uh, Sid. She came and saw me when I got home for about five minutes. Complained that she wasn't at the Francos anymore, so uh, she went back to the Francos. Have a good go. old time over there. And they're not making it easy for her to want to come back either because they bought uh, Kenley as their daughter's name. They bought Kenley a bluey shirt and uh, Sydney a bingo shirt. So if you're if you have children that age, you know exactly what that is. And uh, they've been having all kinds of fun over there that she doesn't have at home. So she's not going to want to come home. 
Yeah, well, you know, then 14 years later, you're going to be like, oh, hey, I remember when I had a child. It was a little offensive because they made the joke that she was going to be a Franco for a week uh, and like she was excited. So she's saying she's calling herself a Franco. I'm like, hey, listen, (laughs) listen, pal, I don't think you understand. One day you'll get this, but that's very offensive to me. You're a Italian. You're to remain one. Names and names and names and name. Um, I had an interesting day. I had an interesting two weeks. I've. First of all, I have a severe going to sporting events addiction, and I I put it on the online. And so whenever a sporting event happens, someone always last second will text me or message me or something saying they have an extra ticket, and I either get it for free or get it for face value. So that's what I'm, I'm like. Oh, it's face value. It's usually no. The the Patriots game I went to was like 125 bucks, but that was that was the Monday Night Football Bears game. But um, they're usually about 40 50 bucks. And I just can't say no. I love going to sporting events. I love spending $10 on Bud Lights. I love drinking excessive amounts of Bud Lights at said sporting events. I just love, I love everything about being around. Like, like when you're saying like, oh, it was better watching the game in the truck in Houston than it was to go. No, I would have been in there. I mean, I obviously wouldn't have been ripping $10 Bud Lights if I was working, maybe one or two, but um, I wouldn't. I, I would have to be around the people, the reactions, being there. I love everything about being at sporting events. And so I've just been past two weeks. I've been to the Patriots twice, Celtics game. You did the combo. Didn't you do the UMass UConn? Didn't you do the Bruins to Celtics combo? No, I didn't. That's going to be this Friday, but I'm not going to be able to do it next Friday. They're doing it. You did two games gonna, in one day, though, didn't you? I did UMass UConn on a Friday night, and then Saturday or Sunday, I went to the Patriots game. I did something on Saturday, too. I don't know. This is the problem with – so so this is the problem we have here, Mike. You want to talk about these sporting events that you go to, but you can't because you get hammered at them. Yeah, and it's so much fun. I know, but you don't know. Like, okay, so I was hammered at the the, – I was hammered at the game, uh, the last Patriots game that they won, and – then uh, what was this that? Nineteen eighty-three. No, they won this past <laughs> no, week. They, they're five hundred. Okay, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like your daughter calling herself a Franco. That's very insulting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who's their quarterback at this point? Tad Braxton. <clears throat> Mac Jones is he is the future of the New England Patriots. And that future is throwing for one hundred and ninety-three yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Every I game, actually right? do think that they're going to have success with Mac Jones. I think he's a guy that can can thrive in a Belichick uh they're going to be more like the Ravens used to be where the defense is so good all you have to do is not mess it up and I think he can not mess it up that Colts game right after the Colts are garbage the Colts game I went to that offensive line with nine sacks they had nine sacks they I remember Judon had like three and I was so you're saying can't talk about the game I was so drunk I remember when he had his third sack I was like oh my god Judon had his third sack and then the announcer Mike Sardryly comes over the intercom and says that's Judon's third sack of the game I'm like I just said that why why are you telling everyone why are you stealing my thunder as I was in Section 316 of the corner, 21 rows up. You know what the problem with the Colts is now is you know who their best offensive lineman is? It's, uh, what's his name, man? Uh, The guy from Notre Dame, the guard. No, it's the head coach, Jeff Saturday. Oh, yeah, He's their best lineman. He's the head coach now. And he's lost all that weight. I guess a crazy story. I guess someone said, you guys need better offensive line. They're like, well, maybe we'll just make our head coach an offensive lineman. I don't think that's how it works Did you know what's so crazy about that story? On Monday that he was supposed to be at ESPN on Tuesday and he was all ready to go. And then 
Ursay just called him and was like, hey, man, you want to be head coach of the Colts, man? And Jeff Saturday's like, sure. And then now he's the head coach of the Colts. I think there was something more going on in Indianapolis with Frank Reich than just the fact that he wasn't coaching well. I believe that there was a mutiny because Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden is fully healthy and ready to go. Is he really? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Also, I think that the they told him because they didn't want to pay Matt Ryan's um, bonuses and stuff. And so they're like, you have to play Ellinger. I think Frank Wright was like, screw you. Don't tell me who to play. And they're like, well, we're telling you to play Sam Ellinger. And I think that's when he was just like, well, screw you. I'm going home. I don't, I don't know though. I, uh, you think that they're going to play Ellinger and not Matt Ryan. They announced it, that they were doing it. He's and that's the starter? what he, he, yeah. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. But when going first... forward, do you think that, that Jeff Saturday uh, starts yeah. Ellinger? Uh, yeah. Huh. And it's, I don't think that's the whole point. I think that they had no choice. They had to start Ellinger, and that's why Frank Reich was. I mean, he was already pissed to begin with with everything, but, but so anyways, that's not even the point of of us having a rational conversation about something uh, current event wise in sports. I want to talk about the lady that somehow had a whole tube of mustard at at the at the Patriots game. The Patriots games, okay. You walk in, they have all this state-of-the-art hold on, stuff. Hold on, hold I, on. I want to stop you before you get halfway yeah. through. The explanation has to be explained before the story is told. What is a tube of mustard? I don't know. What's the container, the squeeze bottle? That's a bottle of mustard. She had a huge bottle of mustard. Like okay, throw, okay, throw, okay. Throw, okay. Throw, okay. Bottle of mustard. Thank bottle, you, mustard. Thank bottle, you, mustard. Just like, and just, I'm like, how the hell did you get it? I didn't even ask her. Ask her. Ask her. it from the, from the, from the concession area. Concession area. Concession area. They usually have, usually have, usually, you know, and steel, you know, and steel, you know, and they have to be filled and be filled and be filled. I don't know if she, if she surprised me because you can bring, because you can bring Patriots game. My friend doesn't even scan his ticket. He just walks through the thing. No one, they have these state of the art scanners that are like at airports where they take pictures of your bodies. Me and my friend just walk in with cans of Bud Light and no one ever stops us. We go right through. He has a point. He just, he kind of waves his phone and doesn't set it up because he's old and just doesn't want to deal with that. And he just kind of slides through the turnstile and just goes right in with two to three Bud Lights. This time, I think he only did one. <clears throat> but yeah, we just bring everything in. No one ever stops us. Luckily, no one listens to this podcast and they won't keep, yeah. they won't stop. The head us. of security at, uh, yeah. at, at the field is. All listening. of a sudden, I'm like walking up the ramp. My four mile walk upstairs to the three hundreds and I get a tap on the shoulder. Hey, excuse me, sir. Are you Mike O'Brien from the Mike O'Brien show? Well, yes, I am. You're a fan. Empty your pockets. Oh, well, Tom, I forgot about that. I Tom Brady's been that. gone from New England so long I can't even remember the name of their stadium anymore. What's Gillette wrong with me? Stadium. Gillette, yes. The best a man can get. Headquarters in Boston, Massachusetts. Woke yeah. politics too, by the way. But moving on. Are they? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, yeah, isn't every company woke politics? Now? Nah, they're Everyone. one of the they're one of the top woke politickers. Are they really? I don't Their know. ESG I don't score attention. is through the roof, buddy. I stop paying attention to all that shit. I don't care about anyone's politics, anyone's anything. I just I don't I, I, I don't really care either. But I just yeah. know that they're I'm one at of a the I'm at a shut up and play moment of my life, and I just can't. I I don't I the only time I ever the only way I get my my um news right now is i watch the local news for for local stories he's up buddy stories i shave they, my face every two weeks when i need to with a gillette razor so and then and then i just get the my regular my national news from my instagram models so what did this lady do with her bottle of mustard i don't know she just was putting it 
on pretzels, a French's yellow they mustard on pretzels. Weird they offer that. Maybe she yeah. doesn't like the brand that they use maybe she in the like, stadium. I, maybe it's it was French's French's mustard though. It was yellow regular French's mustard. Yeah, yeah. but do they use French's uh, at the concession stand? I stands? think so. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. What's the yeah, other option sure. for mustard? Uh, the yellow, the fancy Heinz? Dijon gold something. Heinz has to make yellow thing. mustard too, right? I think Heinz makes French mustard. I think Heinz is that's French. their that's that's like Amstel Light and Heineken. Yeah, I think so. They that's I think so. Interesting. Um, and then but then another, let's talk uh, about mayonnaise. Do you like Hellman's or Dupes? I or? hate mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't hate mayonnaise, but I do like a little on my bread for a sandwich. Just not a lot. I hate it. I'll go to a sandwich shop, and this one guy, he's at Star Market. He's not there anymore. He didn't. He, he I haven't seen him in a while. But I'd be like, can I have just a little bit of mustard? And he'd look at me like, yeah, buddy. And just squirt like a half a tub of freaking mayonnaise on it. And he's like, no, you don't. You don't want that. And I'm like, no, that's what I asked for, actually. But whatever. <laughs> Thank you for making a mayonnaise sandwich. Hey, this is interesting. Going back to Philly, uh, I put mayonnaise on my Philly cheesesteak. And I feel like there's no other way to have it. And uh, I thought that was the Philly way because the place that i and i grew up going to that was a guy from philly that moved down and opened a sub shop in orlando they put mayonnaise on their cheesesteaks they like cooked it in and it tastes phenomenal but i guess that's really? not a thing yeah it was a- i like mayonnaise on my hamburger if you put ketchup mustard and mayo and kind of mix it together you're boom. sending mixed signals here dude is there anything wow. you uh, is there anything else you like this thing that you say you hate on well i hate i hate like pasta salad which is not a salad i hate that mayonnaise and pasta and potato salad i hate anything cold with mayonnaise and like mm. it on sandwich just for like kind of giving it a little but now i kind of do more mustard on sandwiches than mayonnaise but yeah no i had a friend i'll name him jim macy he said he lost 75 pounds once because he switched to light mayonnaise <laughs> just like how much <laughs> mayonnaise have you been eating the I, dude is huge i started but- <laughs> eating light mayonnaise and smoking crack I don't yeah, know which one like, made me lose the seventy-five I'll, pounds. I'll teach you how much mayonnaise. If I got a, if I got a, a jar of mayonnaise, like a good sized jar of mayonnaise, like whatever the regular amount is, it would take me two years to go through the entire jar of mayonnaise. I go That's heavy on much. the mayonnaise on my sandwiches, but I like mayonnaise. I went to the UMass UConn game at UConn, which the stadium. It's my. I hate everything about UConn, but that stadium is nice. It's the first time I ever went to it. I did like the stadium. How I far sweat. away is that from you? That uh, from Boston, it's like two hours, but from Northampton, where I live, it's like forty-five minutes. But um, that's the other thing. You don't which, live in Northampton, Michael. You live in well, Boston. I'm from Northampton. Okay. And I, uh, which I hate so much about about uh, football teams, college football teams, when they don't have on campus or close enough to on campus places. Like the UConn football stadium is like easily a half hour, 40 minutes from the actual campus of where Stewart is. Is it a multi-use though? Does it like belong to the city that it's in and they use it for a bowl game, but UConn just uses it because it's there? I have no idea what the leasing options is on Rensselaer well, Field or whatever. It's I, I, living in Orlando, we have the <laughs> the Citrus Bowl here, which is now yeah. the Camping World Stadium, and everybody was annoyed that UCF chose not to play there. But it's the same thing; they built a they built an on campus stadium. And their on campus stadium's better. awesome. I've been the there. The bounce before. house, yeah. baby. Yeah. Bad construction, cool stadium. And the kids can walk to it, and you don't have to like UMass's stadium's awful. UMass's stadium's two slabs of concrete on either side of it and it's just awful it's a bad texas high school football stadium but they suck they never win 
and but it's at least on campus and the kids walk to go drink in the parking lot destroy everything and never go in the game and leave maybe that's why they like to move the stadium away from campus so those guys won't show up UMass would play at Gil- at Gillette the, when they switched to D1. They played at Gillette for the first five years. I'd go all the time to the games there. And the only people who'd go are the band parents. It was just it was me, my friend Jake, Dan, and Seth, and the band parents as I'm dropping my golf balls everywhere. Jeez. But yeah, UMass sucks. It's very upsetting. Hopefully the basketball team turns it around. Um, I went to wrestling last night. And you said it was this at, before. You said yeah. you you said this before that you went to wrestling last night. I, I went to AEW wrestling last night. Okay, so it was a big show. Where was it? It was it was at the BU Aganis Arena where I've BU been. plays basketball. I've been to and, the Aganis the Arena. I saw the Murphys you there. See? You saw the Dropkick Murphys there. Yeah. Interesting. So AEW is like the second tier below. They're just new. They're like three, four years old, and they have a lot of big names, and it's great. And my friend Kona, Matt Kona. Matt Breen, who was on the show, said he he had a ticket and I went and it was like he, I knew going into it like, oh, no one's going to be here because, you know, when you're listening to the, the local radio station and commercials, hey, AEW is this Wednesday night. Come to AEW and they're giving away tickets. I'm like, oh, no one is going to be at this event. Like, yeah, no one's here. It's not a good and time. it was like half full. They 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 blocked off like three or four four uh, sections no one was into it and kona got these awful seats for wrestling we're in the corner and um and i was like oh let's go move to the better seats like while the first match was wrapping up i'm like we could sit like in the middle section we couldn't go down on the floor because they're checking tickets but we could probably sit somewhere else better and as we're about to get up and go the match ended and like the losers came our way so we were like oh we could go down and touch the guys oh my god so, oh my god so we would run down and the first guy like tried to take pictures with us it was really nice and then the rest of them were just walking by so we just got blurry pictures of wrestlers as 40 year old men were trying to touch them <laughs> oh my god it's I'm moving on from I I there's so much Why? for me to say. Going to wrestling and yelling at the wrestlers and touching the wrestlers touching is them. the best. I love touching the wrestlers. So it's weird. one of my favorite things to do. They're already scantily clad. They're covered in sweat, fake blood, I'm sure, and you want to touch them. Yeah, I uh the first guy who came up, he was I don't know which one he was. He was Dax or Cash from from FTR is their tag team. Yeah. And they have all these belts. They're they're big guys. And uh, they weren't that big. They're about as tall as I am, but they're muscular. And uh, I was like, hey, man, because I didn't know his name. I was like, hey, man, can I get a picture? He's like, absolutely. Go. I'm 41, and this is really sad. And he goes, just enjoy life, man. I was like, thank you, sir. The only, <laughs> and then I took a picture, and it came out really bad. The only famous person that I've ever touched uh, was Chris Cornell. And granted, he was covered in sweat and probably makeup, but I had to touch him because if I didn't, he would have fallen to the ground. I had to hold him up when he was crowd surfing at a show. And uh, did you touch his butt? I don't think I did. I think I got more like uh, lower back and uh, neck. I feel like Chris Cornell didn't have a a good butt that you wouldn't even realize if you were touching. I might have. I mean, I might have grabbed his ass, but I didn't. I it, it was jarring because. He jumped out into the crowd and he was crowd surfing and then all of a sudden he was coming my way and there was a decent amount of space around me. So I kind of had to kind of like hold the, I, he, a lot of his weight ended up on me. So I had to hold him up. Um, so I thought of I forgot about this and I meant to text you this at the end of the show. I want to start uh, the new ending segment is what will the description of the show be? 
And right. now I, I want to say we, well, we'll talk about the show and we'll figure out what the description will be. And one of my now uh, things is going to be uh, Jeff Taylor touched uh, talks about if he did or did not touch Chris Cornell's butt. It's a it's a question that'll never be answered. I'd have to go deep. I, maybe if you uh, had a hypnotist hypnotize me, and maybe I've buried it deep inside my id, maybe it would come out. But I don't think it will. I think I don't I don't know that I that I put it in my memory whether or not I touched his ass. <clears throat> I would I have gladly touched his ass. I mean, and not in a gay way. Just a, like if it helped him stay off of the ground, I would have I would have you know gotten. You would have been nice, a hero. I would have gotten a nice clutch of uh, Chris Cornell's. And he would uh, have said, thank you for touching my butt. Yes. How would you, how would Chris Cornell have said that in a Jeff Taylor impersonation of Chris Cornell as Jeff Taylor's touching his butt? Hey man, it's me, Chris Cornell. And I was going to fall down in Orlando and uh, you graciously grabbed my ass to keep me from falling down, man. Want to do some heroin? Okay, cool. Wow, I can't. I, Chris Cornell came back from the dead for that one. That was pretty amazing, Jeff. That was Spirit really good. Jeff's really grabbed good. my ass again. Save me. Um, way to go, Jeff. You're Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. You are a hero. Um, I today I went to. So I had a dentist appointment, and they kept. They were like, "You have." I had. I had a root canal a couple years ago. The first ever uh cavity never had a cavity it was like three years ago in my life and i didn't go to the dentist for like five years so they're just like holy crap that's interesting do you think it's the beer that i just started getting i know that possibly... you didn't get them up to this point like is that oh, i never for, drank until i was gums? like i was never drank until i was 21 oh you sure so i i don't know i don't know i never as a kid never had a cavity never had braces never had any any dental problems ever so it's so genes. Had... it's genetic I, my no, my parents have awful teeth. My parents are full of fillings. They they have all. Have you ever had a paternity test? No, no, hmm. I haven't. Hmm. But also, I was in the I was like the first age where from first grade on we were taking fluoride like twice a week. But I think that had you were dr- you were drinking it in your drinking water your entire life. That's why you have okay, breasts. But, that's right. I do have nice supple <laughs> breasts because of the drinking water. Um. But so it, it's in government center, kind of near where I live. And then what is the, and, and also outside of government centers, of course, always crazy homeless people. And I always look to see if there are any of my friends from when I worked at the jail there. And one of them, I thought it was this one guy who's like this crazy old man. And he, I can't, if I need to hear him, you know, as I could really do a good, I'm not going to say this man's name, but I could really do a good impression of this man, but I haven't heard it his voice in like four months and so you need to hear like everyone at the jail you can't do impressions of people that nobody know (laughs) that's no but every you know how everyone does a lauren michaels impression and saturday night whoever worked at saturday night live they always do a lauren michaels impression they do they more do an impression of michael myers doing doing yeah but everyone has one so anyways everyone does at the jail does an impression like whenever they're like (laughs) he's like uh i'm gonna say his name's bob Bob Stevens doesn't want to go get his diabetes. And it's kind of like a Bill Cosby, but not a Bill Cosby. And he's just like, this. I and put whatever the you pills ask, in the people. Yeah. You're like, how old are you, man? He's like, I'm 97 years old. I served 80 years in jail for <laughs> shooting people in a bank robbery. <laughs> but he's just this crazy homeless guy that pisses himself all the time. <laughs> and, uh, but every time I see him, he's just like, my birthday 
he knew I, he knew because I don't, because you know why? Some of the guys recognize me from the duck tours because I'm dressed like an idiot. And they're like, they when they hear that I work in duck boats, they would be like, I recognize you because we'd always be like, why is this guy walking around town? He's the richest as an idiot? homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> why does he have wads of ones and fives and twenties and he's dressed like an idiot? Um, but he's just like, my birthday's March 17th, and I want you to take me to Bean Pound, Beantown Pub for wings. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. If I ever see you, we will, I will take you for wings. And he's, I don't know if he's, I don't even know what he's in jail for, but he's probably never, it's probably best that he's there because he's he needs to be somewhere, not out on the streets. But so anyways, I was near Bean Pound Pub, and I'm like, I haven't been to Beantown Pub in a really long time. I want to get some wings. So I go, I get six wings and fries in a Coke at lunch today. It was $26, which I was just like, are you effing kidding me how expensive chicken wings are now? Chicken, just in general, you go to the grocery store. I used to get packs of chicken breasts and just leave it in my fridge for years where I had to like throw it out because I didn't use all of it. Now I have to get one at a time because if you get a pack of six, it's like $30. Do you want my, do you want my livery driver's number? Your your livery drive? That's not a, it's not a livery drive. It's. (laughs) Delivery drivers, people who drive people to the airport, Jeff, not delivers your groceries. I don't know. I got driven to the the airport. I got driven by an Uber driver. You should be driving. You should be driving yourself to the grocery store, not having people deliver your groceries. All right. Anyways, so I order this and I have a haircut appointment at 1.30, as you already said. How oh, yeah. It looks great. Amazing my hair is. Looks good. Thank you. I Mark did a great job at Ferenciano's uh, barbershop in in uh the north end everyone should go there and um so i get there at like 12 45 i order six wings fries at 12 45 when yep. i get there it's like and then i have like a 10 minute walk to get to where my hair appointment is and it's like 110 and the guy is just like he's talking to everyone he's being nice which is great but you know what you're all supposed to do dude Check if my food's ready, you know, it also it's the lunchtime. So it's like people have to be in and out of there because they're on their lunch breaks. They're trying to get back to work or something like that. So I'm sitting there waiting for my food for like 20 minutes. It's fries and wings. It should take no more than 10 minutes waiting there forever. And then I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but can you give me an ETA on my wings? Because I do have to be somewhere. And he's just like, oh, yeah, let me go check. And then I was looking at everyone else. No one else had their food either. And so he went and got my wings. I ate my wings. And then the people still sitting there, he's chatting away. I can't stand it when people are, like, being nice and social. And and you're like, yeah, dude, that's great. But at the same time, you know, maybe you should get me my food. I think that would be good, too. Or, like, when you go to CVS or something, or, oh, man, at Umberto's in the North End, the pizza place, everyone, you know, they've it's two old guys run it. They've been there for 50 years. Everyone knows them. And they'll, I don't know their names, but the people come up and be like, oh, hey, Jeff, how you doing? How's that? A-? There's a line of 120 people and these people are chit chatting these guys up. It's like, dude, just say you want two slices and continue on your way. Like it has to be a soup. They're pretty good about shutting the, the people. The dude up, at too. Umberto's when I was there didn't have anything to do. The woman was talking to him and he literally was ignoring her. It was Yeah, that's what he, they're good at. They're good about like not getting in that chit-chat thing. But it's like if you go waiting in a long line and start talking to someone, and god forbid if the person doesn't speak English at the cash register and then then they speak the same language that the other person is, now there's just a whole 
a whole five minute. Now you're just being racist. I got to be that, honest with you, though. I'm taking offense to this because I definitely am the guy that talks to the people. I'm I'm definitely a person who talks to the people at the register. Why would you do that? Because I'm a social type guy. I'm a butterfly. You know, I'm I'll be like, hi, how are you? But I'm not going to be like, hey, how are your kids? And how are you? It's one thing if you're the only one there. But when people start getting, it's like, dude, just call them or text them. You know, like you don't have to talk to them right now. There's a line of people behind you. Me, me and Pasternak are trying to pay for our sandwiches here. And mm-hmm. you're chit-chatting with the lady about God knows what. We were just having this conversation because I was being driven in an Uber with a couple of other guys. And I said to the guy, where are you from? And he goes, Africa. And I go, oh, that, Africa, huh? A small place. What part? And he goes, east africa and i was like oh even better like so i go what like by the beach and he goes (laughs) yes by the beach and we got out of the out of the uber which i which i ordered and uh, the other guys were like you're totally gonna get a bad rating from that guy you you should never talk to the uber driver i said i always talk to the uber driver i have long conversations with the uber driver and i'm a five-star man I'm you a five-star Uber rider. I'm a two-point. I was 2.84 last time. I had a couple bad, or, or whatever, 4.84. Yeah, drunk. I, I'm never drunk, so my Uber rides are never ridiculous. Um, My two worst Uber rides were, and this is still, it's still on them, but I flipped out on the in Somerville, and, like, the GPS tells them to get off at the next exit because it's quicker, but it's not. It's never quicker because there's more lights and there's more lefts and rights and it, whatever this one you just go down especially when the, the the exit when there's no cars there and so i was like hey both times like hey can you take this exit and they're just like no and i'm like what do you mean no like i i'm i'm telling you how to get to you my work place. for me exactly get off and at so, this exit. so the guy turns around and he's just like you're too drunk i was like I know I am, but I know where I fucking live. You know, like, I'm like, just I'm telling you to bring me to my house. Like, where are you bring? I'm now telling you to bring me a certain way, and you're saying no. Now, I, now I don't know. Are you kidnapping me? I don't know where you're even taking me. Is this how a Liam Neeson movie starts? Like, I don't know what's happening. And so I just started flipping out on the guy. And then uh, the next day, I looked at my Uber rating, and it went down like a half a point. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that guy definitely gave me one star. And then and it happened like two weeks later. So it went from like I went from like five to like 4.2 real fast. Of all the people that you know in your life. That was years life, ago, though. Of all the people that you know in your life, if the Uber driver did kidnap you and was trying to get ransom, who do you think would be the Liam Neeson that would come save you? Nobody. Nobody no. would come save me. No, I did a joke about this when there's a horrible story of this girl getting kidnapped from um, the Bellingham Tavern or one of those bars down near Faneuil Hall. She got kidnapped, and the next morning, the, all her family was putting out missing person posters because they hadn't heard from her from the night before yet. And I was just like, I could be gone for four days before someone was like, hey, have you heard from Mike? He hasn't posted anything stupid on Facebook recently. I'd be dead chained to a radiator for days before someone was ever asking where I was and how they haven't heard from me. The only way people would know I was gone, if it was the winter when I don't work, no one would know for days, for days that I was, maybe my girlfriend may ask. What about your roommate? if I was single, oh no, he would. Are you kidding me? I could be dead in my room and he for a month and a half 
and it wouldn't phase him. He would smell it, and he'd just be like, it's probably the dishes that he never cleans. We have an extra fab even... sessions. He's like, I'm glad that uh, Mike stopped showing up. I'm able to, you know. I'm never here. Now. I'm at my girlfriend's place. So if me and my girlfriend were to break up, and then I were to come back and sit in my chair and have a heart attack and die, I'd be sitting in that chair for a month before Ted. It'd basically be like, hey, don't we have to pay rent? And then Ted would open the door and then find me dead in my chair. Hmm. That's a, That's sad. Although I like to think that if they called for ransom and they called me, I'd come looking for you, bud. Would you? Yeah. Or would you, you just pay? How much would you pay for me? I wouldn't pay anything. I have a very special set of skills. Oh, yeah. I, I would that? be on my way up there. That doing impersonations of people <laughs> calling, doing the ransom. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, I can do an impression of you. What's your name? And then you're like, oh, man, it's Carl Anderson. And then you're like, I'm Carl Anderson. And I have Mike O'Brien. And, da, 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 da. and then you're like, see, I got your name. Now I know who I'd you like, are. He'd call, he call and say, we've got your friend. We need this much money. I'd be like, I'm Liam Neeson. <laughs> I'm coming for him. <laughs> you have no idea what you've done. This is me, Liam Neeson. Yeah, I would be like, oh my God, this really is Liam Neeson. We're fucked. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, geez, Louise. Are you looking at your notes? What's next on your notes? I am looking at my notes. My On my list of things that we've done, I'll have less left that we haven't really talked about. The Celtics game, which nothing really happened at the Celtics game. I don't even remember who they... They killed them. Oh, oh killed we do have something to talk about. I know this is old news at this point, but uh, how much do the Brooklyn Nets not the the upper management not care about their wives oh jesus that was like especially in the middle of the whole and it's the the classic just any public thing the bruins did it where they just signed the the bully kid who just uh, basically harassed this guy his entire life where they signed him and then they're like yeah, but it's just like to an entry level contract. Let us know how you feel about it. And then everyone's just like, no. And they're like, okay, yeah, we're not going to sign this guy anymore. I, 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 thing- I, I don't know the whole story. And I really don't understand how this whole thing came about. But the reality of it is that regardless of that, I'm certain that this guy's a piece of shit. Sure, fine. But. The guy he was harassing is coming off as a real bitch. I'm like, dude, shut <laughs> up. Stop it. The views of Jeff Taylor do not necessarily reflect those of the Michael Bryan show or Michael Bryan himself. But the guy, I, I, people are trying to sign what's his. It, it, when you see a picture of this guy, something and it's such like a white, like just, of course, this is what this guy's look looks like. And of course, this is this guy's name. Um, I don't know. Mitchell's Mitchell Miller. I want to say is his name. The Bruins, the Bruins, for those who don't know sign, which everyone, if you're listening to the show, know because you're probably from the new England area, but the Bruins signed this guy that got arrested at 14 for bullying. You know how badly you had to bully someone at 14 to get arrested. He, him and his friend got arrested for bullying a guy. That's how bad it was and got convicted of it. And then he was a he was going to be a first round pick, but then the Coyotes drafted him when he was like twenty, and then the family came out and they're like, "This is crazy. This guy's uh, this guy's a psychopath. He's probably like killing squirrels. He's going to be the next Jeffrey Dahmer. Like this guy's a psychopath." And the Coyotes were like, "All right, we're not going to draft him then." And then the Bruins, like a year or two later, which was this past week, signed him, and everyone was just like, "No, you can't sign this." The 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 um, commissioner, Gary Bettman, who's a piece of garbage. But anyways, he was just like, we're not even the Bruins can sign him, but he's not allowed to play in the NHL. <laughs> wow, like, man. I mean, I, I don't. Like, has he been arrested a bunch of times since? No, but anytime that's the biggest thing is they're like 
they're like, oh, he shows remorse. The only time he ever contact he contacted the guy like over and over again on Instagram, like starting like two, three weeks ago. And all and he goes, This has nothing. He started off with like, this has nothing to do with hockey, which means this has ever I'm about to get signed and I have to apologize to you. And I haven't done it yet. Like anytime he's ever apologized or and then when then when um and then when I guess like a week later after can you, ima- can you imagine doing something stupid when you were 14 years old and having it follow you all your you. entire yes. life? No, this I is agree. ridiculous. When you hear about – he was, like, spitting in his face, calling him the N-word. Dude, he, like, shoved – literally, like, what you only see on, like – he was doing stuff that you only see on, like, 80s movies about bullies where you're like, no one actually does that. He, like, shoved his face in a urinal to, to – to put his face on a lollipop that they threw and pissed on the urinal. He like did crazy crap. They just like go up and just like punch him in the head on the bus. And it was just like, what the hell? They would spit in his face. It is just like the most, it's just so crazy. And then when they told him to stop, he was just like, why is this kid? Compl-? They would call him a snitch. And be basically what Jeff just did. <laughs> call him a bitch. <laughs> like, why are you being a well, bitch? I mean, come on. I, the, my, um, I guess I just didn't know the whole story. So sounds oh, like he it, did some terrible things. There were witnesses, I, right? Like people came uh, out as witnesses. Yeah, his friends that were also doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's still, that's that, yeah. that, that makes him bad. But really, like, uh, I, I don't know if he was convicted of the crime. I'm sure there was a penalty attached to the crime. Now his life's over? No, I agree. What do you, I, All these situations, if the person's like, listen, I'll never do it again. All right, so the next time you shove a 14-year-old's face in a urinal with to grab a lollipop, then now you're really out of the NHL. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Whatever, you're just on, like, double-secret probation. If you get a speeding ticket, you're done. But at least you have to give the per- – What do you want this person to be homeless and I know. You need to bring I, him to I, a Beantown pub? Let like, me tell, I don't let me tell you this. You want. Let me tell you this. Just from personal experience, I went to a high school with a guy who was a blue-chip athlete – And everybody thought that he was going to be the next big thing. And he was not the best person in the world. And so name names, Jeff. I'm not going to name names. Anyway, he kept he he went to college and they literally had to hire a guy to follow him around to college because he kept getting in trouble. And then he got drafted and he kept getting in trouble and he never went anywhere. But there was a he kept getting in trouble. Yeah. If there's not if there if there isn't this this continued bad behavior out of this kid, if he got convicted and served the time, at what point do you does he get to move on? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I agree. Like you're staying for life somewhere, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't agree. Either. You have to and the same thing with Ime Odoka. Like, should he get a second chance? Yeah. But should it be four weeks after he got fired and suspended for like, no, it's, probably you, not. You, were, were you in that? Were you in? I, 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 as if to be a fly in the wall of that meeting at the Nets. Like, uh, what brass. did they do when they were like, all right, so let's, let's, uh, let's question Ime, I, see if he's, uh, do they walk him around the office to all the women in the office and be like, so would you? No, okay. Would you? No, okay. <laughs> I, made, I see you? it in a completely different way. I feel like they were in a big boardroom and they were around the around the table and they they went around to each guy and they're like, okay, Johnson, nobody's gonna hit that. 
uh okay cool so <laughs> Stuart, uh his wife's pretty like, hot how's how's your marriage and he's like oh man i can't stand her all right good you're all right then uh they go okay wow. next is hopkins hopkins what do you say you got a pretty good looking wife he's like man you know what she did last week and they were like all right cool you're on board and they went around and and they figured out that nobody would be it was nobody more it was more valuable to them to have a good head coach to stop that dumpster fire that's happening in brooklyn than to not but have their wives upon themselves how do you even think Ime Odoka was going to be the head coach but it's just to see how people people don't care then we'll just do it but in the middle of this crazy Kyrie crap which crazy Kyrie crap just happens at all times every every time he opens his mouth it's just insanity yeah but well we got to stop like, looking at basketball players as role models to be perfectly honest with well, you well I've stopped doing that a long time I know ago. well we need to we need to stop put, putting them on pedestals where people yeah. will think they're role models this whole they're good thing. at taking a ball and dribbling it and putting it through a hoop. Other than yeah. that, there are very few of them. And the funny thing is that the the ones that are are actually really good at, at going out there and having a message, they they put to the back. They are like, okay, you can't play anymore. But the idiots that talk all kinds of moronic stuff, they're like, okay, cool, we'll give you a platform anyway. Wait, moving so on. So you're saying that you're saying that Kyrie did have a good message? Is that what you're saying? No, dude, I don't. I don't support black <laughs> Israelites. Sorry, can't do it. Don't. Uh, the, my heritage uh, pretty much uh, is the focal point of their disdain. So I'm going to go ahead and say not on board with what Kyrie said. <laughs> Against that's a hot take. I, I, that's a big hot take, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Taylor. Thanks, Jeff Taylor. That's what we put in the description. Jeff Taylor, hot take alert against Kyrie Irving's uh, views on Israel. All right. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. Um, by so, the way, by the way, hold on. Still also yeah. Kanye, not on board with him either. Not on board with Kanye. I do have a pair of I, bootleg I, Yeezys my friend got in the Philippines, though, that I'm thinking of wearing and seeing people's heads spin. I will say I will say this, though. Uh, the best thing that Kanye is really good at making me laugh, though, because P. Diddy reaching out to him and saying, hey, man, let's talk. You, you, I need to talk to you about all the stuff that's going on. And then Kanye posts the the chat. He screenshots and posts it on Twitter. I didn't even see that. Diddy. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you're going to go nuts, go full nuts, you yeah, know, like yeah. embrace it. Really just not don't care about what anything about anyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Good think the Karda I think the Kardashians uh, have some form of venereal disease that makes dudes crazy. And no crap. Everyone yeah. goes loses their mind. Yeah. Poor, uh, what was his name? Humphreys. He played for the Celtics. Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I mean, Humphreys didn't go nuts, but he also was just like, I don't know. He was like pretty good, and then he started dating the Kardashian, and his career just completely imploded. Maybe it's because yeah. he got the disease early, and he was able to take some antibiotics, and it just made him suck at basketball. Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, what I went to the Celtics game. Celtics killed the Wizards. I had a bunch of Bud Lights, um, and that was fun. Yeah, that was though. I love the NBA game. I love the NBA. It's my favorite sport. Um, but. I love because it's like a game of it's always ends up within like five with like three minutes to go, you know, but that Celtics game, the Celtics were up 20 right off the bat and then they just won by 20. And I was just like, oh, so you're just kind of sitting watching like a preseason game, basically. And it wasn't for my the preseason game I went to was better than that game. But um, but my lady friend and I, we enjoy on Wednesday nights, which we didn't do last night because she was working late, she was working late, she was working going to trivia and to trivia and to north end and then and then me me 
me and sometimes just me and me. sometimes just me and me. sometimes like all our team name is our team name is our team. So when the guy says guy says guys and in first place 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 literally is this, 70% is this, of the is this time. place like a middle school mixer or something no where, where are you the trivia guy it's like us teams that show up regularly are are all really good but we win a lot yeah. and and we're really good but then my favorite thing is you'll see people on first dates there and there was once it was macy and i and we're sitting next to these two people they were the dumbest people ever like i don't remember the the questions but they would be we're just like we stopped almost playing and just overheard them talking about the questions where it would be like name five states that start with the letter a and the girl would be like louisiana you know <laughs> you're like oh you're joking and then you're like no you're serious like <laughs> oh my god you're so there'd be these first dates where these people i don't know if they're like trying to act not act like they're smart because they don't i don't know or they're trying to be funny but there was a first date next to us where literally it was like a job interview where this guy sat down with the woman and he was just like, so you had a lot of interviews today at work today. How did they all go? Tell me all about them. And he had this like where his delivery, his mannerisms, everything about him was like he was on a job interview. And it was so at one point we heard the guy say we didn't hear what her question was. He goes, wow, well, thank you for asking that question. And and we're just like, what the this guy hell read the a, matter with this, this guy? guy? Re- this guy read a book on how to uh, listen to women. And, yeah, uh, that's, you can't that, learn that. You either do you know, or you, you don't. You know when you see someone who's listening to someone as someone who doesn't listen to anyone? I don't listen to anything anyone ever says. The yeah. only thing that's going through my head is how I can contribute to the conversation next. Um, and... They're like, I'm listening to you. And they're nodding their head and their eyes are wide open. And they're like, I'm listening to you. I'm totally listening to you. Look at me. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. And that was what this guy was like. Like every word he was in intense eye contact and would just never. The the thing that blew my mind, all our minds was he goes, wow, well, thank you for asking that question. Who said if I was her, I would have gotten up and left, thrown $20 on the table. That's what like, politicians say in town halls. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for asking that. Yes. Yeah. Well, could you please uh, tell us about the time that uh, you offered to uh, blow a guy in the bathroom, even though you're against uh, homosexuals? Well, thank you for asking that. And <laughs> that's probably the same question she asked him. But, yeah. yeah. Well, you said in the beginning that uh, when we were wrapping up, we would uh, discuss what I was doing in Nashville. I did a radio role oh, right. for yeah, the yeah. Country Music Association Awards, and uh, it was fun. Uh, the... Got to see a lot of big country music stars. I don't know who any of them are. How about to uh, say, would you know who they did? People have to be like, hey, this is Trent Tredderson or something. I don't even know what their names would be. I'll tell you what. I was not aware of the new country music star Jelly Roll. But I am fully aware of Jelly Roll now. He uh, was very much uh, an interesting fella and uh, enjoyed his presence uh he thought that i was trying to start shit with him when he was leaving because the camera crew that was behind him so my buddy my buddy is a pretty high up at abc news and at one point uh the abc news crew was following jelly roll everywhere he went and at one point they uh came through a hallway behind him and like all five of the guys that I was working with, we were all sitting around having a conversation. So I called my buddy and said, Hey, your crew just caught us all kind of like sitting together. Make sure that doesn't make the air. I don't want to get fired. And, uh, so they're walking out with jelly roll and I go, here we go again. And he thought I was talking to him. So he's like, what? And I was like, 
oh, I'm talking about the camera crew. He's like, oh, I thought you were talking smack to me. I thought we were going to have to throw down. I was wait, like, wait, I don't wait. Know if who are you? Serious who, or who's not? Doing, who's talking there? That was Jelly Roll talking to me. Did, did you say, "Hi, I'm Jelly Roll"? <laughs> no, I'm not doing an impersonation of him. I'm just <laughs> okay. saying. But if he if he had been, he would have been like, "Hey, man, I'm Jelly Roll. How you doing, man? I'm Jelly Roll." Uh, okay, I'm trying to picture Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. You seems can't. To me, you can't picture Jelly Roll. I promise. If you. I were to picture Jelly Roll, and, and I just picture like a seventy year old uh, black man who's kind of overweight. And uh, his name is Jelly Roll, and he plays a mean guitar. You got none of that right. None okay. of it's right. All right. You'll you'll have. What does to Jelly Google Roll look him. like? Go, je- I'm not going to explain. I already. Is he fat? I wouldn't call the man fat. Who does that? Does well, he? People does he call me fat every day? What are you talking does, about? Does he? Does he look like potentially got the name Jelly Roll because he eats a lot of Jelly Rolls? Maybe I'd say Maybe. that there's a possibility okay. of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. But if you okay, if say I was working what you're working the the country music awards in Nashville, yep, and someone just came up to me and they were like a six foot two white guy that's kind of muscular but skinny and with jeans and like a, a Coca Cola t shirt and boots, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm I'm Bob Bobertson and I'm I'm up for best artist of the country music awards, and I'm gonna be selling out the the Titan Stadium tomorrow night." I'd be like, "Oh wow." Good, congrats. Nice to meet you. And then he's just like, no, I work at Target. I'd be like, oh, okay. That, that, <laughs> like, I would that could potentially happen to me. Yeah. yeah. That's, if, if you're working security and someone's just like, I would just ask for everyone. You could be, you could Ben at, at that thing and Ben, um, Kenny Chesney. And I'd be like, I have to see your, I have to see your pass because yeah. I know you're Kenny Chesney, but I just had to ask everybody for their pass because you're the only guy I know here. So, well, I'll tell you this much. I was a little bit bummed that the co-host of the uh, CMAs didn't come out and do interviews because I would have liked to run into him. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning. There you go. We were um we were watching the Peyton cast, my lady friend and I. And she was just like, why are all the Mannings good at football? Because I was telling her about how Arch Manning's like the number one recruit and her, their dad played for the Saints. And then the, the brother was supposedly really good before he had some sort of back injury or something. Cooper. Cooper. That's Cooper. Arch's in dad. All the commercials. Yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah. I know these things. Obviously, you don't. You just explained him as the brother that was supposed to be good that had the hurt back. You were talking about his kid five seconds ago. Did you know that, I, uh, I know that. they have another kid? Cooper? Yeah. Congrats on the sex, man. Two he's, uh, he's, I, I think he's 6'4", 225. Jesus. Is he he's, a quarterback as well? Probably. Nope. He's the center that snaps to, to Arch Manning really? in high school. Yeah. Is he going to be a division one superstar as well too? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know how the Mannings do on the line. It's either quarterback or bust for them. I hope so though. That'd be awesome. But so she was like, why are all these Mannings? Why are all of them good at football? And I said, I think it's because when your dad is that young, you're going to practice and so you're seeing like how to work to be. So you're seeing the work ethic and that becomes normal to you is doing that work ethic. But the biggest thing is they teach you how to watch the tape. And if you don't know how to watch tape, then you can't get better because you have no, you just don't know what's going on. You're, you're trying to deal off your athleticism. So you'll see guys like Jameis Winston or, or Marcus Mariota. that were always the best guys growing up at everything that they ever played. And then they go in the, 330 pound mace man is running him down from behind in the nfl and they're like oh wait how do i i'm not the fastest guy and can't well, throw the ball the farthest anymore the so fact of the I matter is that quarterback is a is a position that's not supposed to be the most athletic guy on the planet i know it's happening a lot more now 
But uh, the fact of the matter is if you have a good arm and a good head, you can be a good quarterback. And I guess that the Mannings just have good arms and good heads. I feel like that should be like an ESPN Tom Amansky video. That's that's you want a good <laughs> arm and a good head. Take Jeff Taylor's Tom Amansky throwing mechanics. My my uh, my my next door neighbor growing well uh, across the street neighbor growing up, but was in all of those Tom Amansky videos. Really? Yeah, that's John, amazing. Jonathan McDonald. Did he meet Fred McGriff? Uh, I'm certain. Wow. I mean, he was awesome. he was one of the Amansky proteges, so I'm did, assuming he met. Did he go play in college or anything? Yeah, he played for Florida State. He was a he was a pitcher. Uh, the I think the next to last time they went to the College World Series, he was the he was one of their best pitchers. Wow, that's I. It's almost like when I do the duck tours when I worked at Disney World. At Duck Tours, happened once. At Disney World, happened a lot. Where I would see kids wearing the hats from the Little League World Series, and I would be like, "Oh my God, you played in the Little League World Series!" <laughs> I would like be like, "This is the most famous kid I've ever met." Like that's like people I'm most excited to meet are kids that played in the Little League World Series because I'm Weird. just it's the number one thing I always wanted to do. Right now, if you told me I could play in the World Series or the Little League World Series, I would play in the Little League World Series. You need to have I mean, what's-his-name's agent, Danny Amonti's agent. Maybe you could. Yeah, right? We'll make it happen. I still would strike out looking, probably. He looks but, a little bit old. I don't think you would. I, those kids are throwing at like 65 miles an hour, dude. I could I know, crush I still, that. I don't think I could. Um, But... um. Yeah, the Little League World Series. Dude, I hit a ball I would be more of- excited if UMass won the National Championship of Basketball. I would be more excited if Northampton won the Little League World Series. 100%. I, I pulled a home run out of Citizens Bank Park, the, uh, what, a week and a half ago? I meant to ask you about that when you're how what was the distance on this little league field or this I think this... it was like one to three scale. So where it was 384 feet, it was probably like 38.4 feet. You couldn't, you only hit one out of 10 pitches for 40 feet. Bro. It's T-ball. You know how skinny the... I mean, it's it's oh, a wiffle yeah. ball. Was it wiffle ball? Yeah. It's, okay. You know how skinny that bat is? It took me eight pitches to figure out how where the bat was swinging through. Oh, that's true. That yeah. is true. That is a light, light bat. Well, all right. So let's get to our... What, what we today. The, what will the description be? We have Jeff. Jeff uh, went to the World Series. Went to the World Series. And uh, what what did you do? You, you, you uh, went to go get uh, Nicorette packs at a gas station yep uh okay jeff jeff went to the world series and in both cities he had adventures finding uh nicotine nicotine yep um jeff uh and mike discuss uh where and when to put mayonnaise on things yep yep uh also uh did he or didn't he touch chris cornell's ass did he or did he not touch chris Cornell? did 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 jeff touch chris cornell's ass yeah um mike is too mike, drunk to remember what he did at every sporting event that is true mike drunk yeah uh mike likes touching uh, after you like touching um <laughs> chris, chris cornell's butt uh mike likes touching uh sweaty men who who don't like don't want him to touch them that's weird <laughs> that's, that's a weird one. that's a weird thing to me dude can't yep. imagine ever wanting to touch yep. a wrestler yeah um and then um and then is that um, not enough i mean do we have to remember the whole thing this is boring yeah mike gets swings there you go yeah that was a good recap okay, oh good, also good. on my list of things this is what i wanted to put so i go to the 99 in charlestown i forgot about this last thing yep go to the 99 in charlestown to watch the patriots the two weeks ago when they when they beat the jets me and my lady friend we go it's actually cheap beers it's a wonderful place 
And then I go with my buddy Scotty Lombardo to the Patriots game last Sunday, and I tell him how I went to the 99 in Charlestown. He goes, oh, did they show you the booth, kid? And I'm like, what's the booth? And then he's like, Google Charlestown 99 and and just see what comes up with the news. In 1995, there was a mob hit where four dudes got shot in the Charlestown in the Charlestown 99, and the dudes who shot him just walked, and there were guys, there were uh, cops. This is such a 1995 story. At the 99, on duty, eating and drinking, and the shootout happens, and they turn around, and it's like, oh, Jesus. And they just, like, wait for the guys to walk out to the parking lot, and then they walk out and arrest the guys. Huh. They're in jail for the rest of their lives. But the booth is supposedly still there. They just reupholstered it. They didn't take it out. So there's the booth. It's when you walk into the right is where a mob hit happened in 1995. And Macy and I go there all the time. And Interesting. that story. Is oh, that a crazy story? Yeah, I want to go there now. Next time I'm up there, we got to go to the 99. We got to go 99 and sit in the booth. And he goes, supposedly, he's like, if you just, Scott, he was like, if you just go and say you want to sit in the booth, they'll be like, all right, they know exactly what you're talking about. You want to sit in the booth where these dudes got shot. Yeah. And that's Charlestown in a nutshell from the 90s right there. All right, buddy. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you for listening to the Mike O'Brien show uh, with Jeff Taylor down in Celebration, Florida. We want to also uh, my sold out show this Saturday, so you can't get tickets. Hopefully we put this up Friday morning. I won't be able to get tickets. Well, next show, we'll talk about my sold out show in uh, Florence, Massachusetts at JJ's Tavern. Officially sold out. Jeff, you can't even go if you wanted bummer buy a ticket you can't there's no more tickets yeah that's how in demand i am um so we have that this saturday but thank you so much for uh, uh listening to the michael bryan show please like subscribe download tell your friends tell your enemies tell everybody we love you all equally thank you for listening ta-ta for now Bye bye <laughs>